Welcome to Life with this is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Donna Griffith. Donna, are you ready to do this? I am so ready, George. All right, let's go. Donna is a corporate storyteller and pitch alchemist for startups. Her newest book is Sticking to My Story, The Alchemy of Storytelling for Startups. And it is available very, 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 very soon. Donna, so excited to have you on. Tell us a little so bit about life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Um, uh, my passion is people and stories. <laughs> so I've managed to kind of make up in a way. I thought I was making it up at, at the beginning when I was calling myself a storyteller, but then it became a thing. Uh, so to make up the perfect profession for me, which is listening to people, inspiring them and making sure that their stories shine and come across fast, clear and drive to the results they want, whether it's raising funding, making sales, uh, attracting new clients, and storytelling has the power to do that if you utilize it in the right way. I love it. So you utilize it in the right way. I try. About that. I, I get to do that every day, you know, with with companies ranging from Web3 to cyber to enterprise apps um, and things that should be boring. But I have a blast because there are no boring stories. There's just like we, we kind of get conditioned to throw up excels and and spreadsheets and, and and architectures and things that nobody really cares about but if we bring out the meaning and make it meaningful to our specific audience they'll be captivated and so talking about telling the story the right way you would need to be able to do that instead of just presenting data, presenting facts, we need yes. to be able to, yeah. well, just kind of walk me through that. Because... Well, there's this, there's this like misnomer that people think, oh, well, I only have 10 minutes, half an hour, whatever you're meeting with an important person or stakeholder has been allotted. Well, I better just talk about my product or my solution or my services as much as I possibly can. But what happens then is you miss, I call it the mind, heart, gut connection. Because yes, people have to process their thoughts and their questions here, but then it, it it leads down to their gut. They're going through their heart and you want to pull on the strings of all. It's like this invisible string connecting the three of them together. And by and the real trick to do that is all about empathy. And it's finding the right story that resonates with them. If we're talking about strings, you want to pluck on those strings and make them go, oh my gosh, either you get me or, oh, that reminds me of the time that, or, um, oh my gosh, you're working on this. This is amazing. I've wanted this for my whole life. I didn't even realize it. like whatever it is. And when you find the right story to either tell the story of a customer like them or of your origin story, why you started off on your entrepreneurial journey or anything that, that can make them resonate, then you're going to have their attention. And then you can start to sell them your product, solution, service, technology. So mind, heart, gut, certainly, uh, I, 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 I can assume, but just break one, break, break, break each of those down for me. So we, we start off, people will have, when they're about to meet with you, top of mind questions, the who, what, when, where, why, how are you different? What's in it for me? How is, uh, you know, how will this benefit my organization? And that those questions need to be answered in order to, get them to proceed. So in my book, which is coming out very, very soon, um, we we talk about like I have a four act structure for creating these messages. So the, the framework of it is your audience's questions. You are building your entire 
um, pre pitch or presentation around their questions. But then we also have to add in elements such as, I love this with all my heart. I, I, I believe it. And the gut feeling of, wow, you really get me. I feel seen. I feel heard. I feel needed. And do I trust this person? And by being transparent and by being authentic and by telling these stories and structuring them according to this structure, which I bring, which is thousands and thousands of years old. I did not invent it. I just repurposed it. You are actually building the love, the trust, and the answers to the questions. So you're ding, 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 three for three. Hitting all the points that are necessary for somebody to be moving through the process with you to believe what you're saying, um, and 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 to be resonating. Yeah, so, and trusting so, you, trusting that you are the team or the person that can actually execute on this. Is is one of those most commonly overlooked? Is it the trust? Um, I don't. I think that people feel like, again, they need to talk and talk and talk and, and, you know, show how great they are and how smart they are and lots of jargon. And that achieves the absolute opposite, because if we can listen and intuit their needs as we build the message and really think even on the spot, hear what they're saying and what their needs are, and then show how you meet those needs but again, it's different than me just shoving all this content at you and me listening to you, George, and saying, okay, so what I hear you saying is this and this, the way I can help is this and this. And, and then you're, you're showing you care. You're showing you understand it. I mean, when I have sales calls, I know when someone's going to schedule a session with me on the spot. You kind of get it right there. And then, you know, the others that are going to be put off and have questions and pricing and this and that. But you kind of know when you have that magic moment. And those are the magic moments that you really want to be able to recreate with anyone. And how do I know? You it, see it, this secret smile that comes across their face where it's this smile of understanding of like, oh, she gets it. Oh, I feel in that. Oh, I've been there. Um, and it also comes with them hearing the people are listening, especially investors for three things, credibility, likability, and momentum. And quite honestly, so are our clients. If I think about my sales calls now, I just had a good one this morning, um, credibility. So they know that I have decades of experience. I've helped raise $1.5 billion. Likeability, you know, I try to come across as a fun and, and energetic person that will be great to work with. And, you know, and if you're on that other side, you want to make sure that if it's investors that you're coming across coachable, that they have something to teach you. You're not set in your your ways. And the momentum is, okay, so maybe that part is the, you know, how many of these you've done. I've written thousand decks. I've worked with companies all across the industry. So you want to make sure you are continuously highlighting those things about yourself in whatever message you're giving it's funny. I, I I just learned something new. It's not just for investors. What they're listening to, people in general are listening for that. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Credibility, likability, and coachability. Is this person actually going to 
am I going to be able to benefit them with the with 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 my investment in them? And am I going to be able to benefit them with my expertise and my knowledge and and, and my resources? You got it. Exactly. And then the momentum. How far have you gotten? Can you prove this? Social proof, sales, uh, uh, downloads, uh, daily active users, uh, design partners or letters of intent, anything that proves that you are out there doing this. I mean, sometimes people come to me when they just have an idea. It's very hard to raise from a napkin unless you are a serial entrepreneur that has done this many times before. And then, you know, I have people that come back to me after they've exited. It's a much easier thing because a lot of investors will look at their track record and be like, okay, here's my money, build something. <laughs> but that doesn't happen usually. You have to prove momentum. So there's not very, very challenging to be able to tell such a wonderful story without just based on an idea. You know, the best idea in the world does it's require doable. you to have the results. It's got to be something that really blows things out of the world. I mean, and look, let's look at SBF and the FTX, the whole the whole disaster that the crypto uh, market was just hit with. He knew how to tell a good story. He came across very believable. The fact that they didn't do enough checking to see that is, you know, unfortunate. But people fell in love with the entrepreneur and with the story he was telling and the simplicity that he wanted to bring to the crypto market. The thing is, you need to have a great product as well, and you need to be an honest person as well. I mean, Elizabeth Holmes, again, she was a fabulous storyteller. Unfortunately, some of those stories were fiction. You do not want to use storytelling to lie, okay, everyone? This is super important. They will find it out at some point. So let's define, I never would tell people lie. I will say, take your story and make it as sexy and as attractive and as resonating as possible. You can cut out a lot of the unnecessary facts. Okay. If you say, I came up with the idea when we were on a trip to Tokyo and I noticed that I couldn't read the signs and nobody's going to look and see if you came up with the idea before you registered your company or after they will hit on other things that could kill your credibility. So Let's be careful of that fine line. Yeah, I think that that's a really important thing um, because narrative is so powerful and has been so powerful for such a long time. And hopefully, God willing, the the truth does win out in the end with FTX and with Theranos. It took a little longer in the Bernie Madoffs of the world. And I mean, unfortunately, there are tons of people who who utilize narrative for for evil and in 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 instead of good. But that's that's those are rare people, right? Yeah. You know, I mean good for them that they were able to get as far as they did, but they're clearly sociopaths or psychopaths or whatever path they are. You know, the I truly, us, I truly believe that as Elizabeth Holmes, when she started off, she really thought she could do this, but somewhere along the way, the path went astray. And I truly believe that every single entrepreneur that sets off with a passion and a drive really believes they can change it. You just got to be careful not to succumb to the the temptations of wanting to oversell and underdeliver. You want the opposite to be true. How do I? How do I know? I guess. I, I guess the person. I guess the question is: How do I match my approach with 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 my personality, or mm -hmm. or is that even important? That's a really good question. Let me think about that for a sec. Um, Look, a lot of people will say to me, well, you're an actress, you have this dramatic flair, so it's easy for you. 
I don't want anybody to try to be someone that they're not, but I do want you to kind of up your energy level about 25% because you do need to um, come across with passion and with excitement. You can't just be like this boring, monotonous wallflower. I mean, look, sometimes they'll come in and invest in a company and bring an external CEO in, which is not unheard of. Not all founders are cut out to be CEOs, but you can practice this enough and get confident enough in your pitch if you have a good story to be able to be a much more charismatic presenter. Steve Jobs, when he started out early in his career, wasn't, you know, the world's greatest speaker. By the end, he was captivating. Each word on the slide was letter perfect and pixel perfect and the way and the drama. So it's achievable. It's doable. Not everybody's born an Obama or a Clinton or, you know, so, so it's about the mileage and it's about learning your weak spots and having a great story for you to tell that rings true within you. I think that that reps is an important thing. I know that the more I do something, the better I get, the more comfortable I get. So yeah. do you encourage people to actually practice? Oh my goodness. Oh, we were just talking about the Super Bowl. So athletes, singers, Rihanna, dancers, everyone they rehearse, they have camps, they practice, they, they, they work day and night to perfect what they're doing. And sometimes presenters underestimate the power of that. So they'll be working on a presentation till midnight and then get up for a 9am presentation and not understand why it didn't go very well. You can't wing it. Uh, you have to practice and it's not just reading it, you need to recite it through a few times to your team, your family, your Uber driver, whatever it takes to yourself. I will like when I write a new speech or workshop, I'll go take a walk, have my phone with me and I'll start talking it through and then glance at my my slides on my phone every now and then just to kind of give me a, a reminder of what it was. And it has to become part of your DNA. It's like a cell cellular learning. It's not just a memorization. It's It's part of you. Yeah, I think that that's a great way to think about it. I heard Seth Godin talk about giving presentations on stage. And he said, you know, if you're doing an hour presentation, just come up with, you know, five or six different stories and these life experiences that you've had. So you're not having to worry and memorize each slide. You're able to move from story to story. Yeah, you just you need to make sure those stories are representative of what you're talking about, because sometimes people think storytelling is just like breaking the ice, telling jokes, telling random stories. If you tie it in to your business and the need, then people will remember that because it serves as like a hook, an anchor, and it ties it together. So they're remembering your story and they're remembering, OK, what did that have to do with your business? Yeah, I love it. You mentioned briefly this four act structure walk me through those. Okay. So the so again this is based we're looking at Greek tragedy, Shakespeare, Chekhov, Molière, all the greats wrote this way. Four act plays. I'm a Broadway junkie when I lived in New York when I was getting my masters, I I saw plays all the time. It was just the best. And now I take my little girls to see them. So there's a way of chunking our stories into acts that the brain is used to taking in and training on. And this again is an ancient uh, method. So the first act, surprise, surprise, is the villain, the problem, the challenge, the need. And now everybody's saying, oh, yeah, and then comes the solution. Yeah, then comes the solution, the hero. The, the But 
again, there's a reason that this works. Every movie we see that's like some kind of suspense film is the same thing. The first two minutes, you'll see some kind of crash, kidnapping, bombing, uh, outbreak of a zombie apocalypse, something that gets you kind of engaged. And then the hero emerges and they're much more attractive and much more needed. So then, so it's the problem, your solution, then the business, the numbers that'll back it up, the plan of action, how this is going to work, how this is going to change the industry. And finally, and this is probably the most important part and probably one of the most missed parts is your vision for the future. How will you take this and make it even better than and bigger than what you're doing today? Investors want to see that you're drawing them a future that goes beyond what you're doing now. When you scale this and it takes on a life of its own, where will it go? And I know a lot of founders would be like, yeah, but I'm not there yet. Again, you're a visionary. They want to see that vision and that journey that you imagine. I love it. And I, I appreciate very much that uh, I, 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 I love and value frameworks. So once I know, okay, I totally get that. And yep, that's super relatable. I can think about the movie, the zombie apocalypse that happened, and then, you know, Brad Pitt or or um, whoever. Um, <clears throat> this is me trying to think of the actress from. I always Hunger think Games, of Keanu Jennifer Reeves Lawrence. because, like, Keanu Reeves wouldn't be nothing without the villains. He he's a sweet guy. He's a good looking guy, but acting is is not his strong suit. But he knows how to play the hero against these crazy villains really well. Mm -hmm. So. And then your opportunity then comes in with this is the plan, this is the transformation, and this is where we're actually going. This is how how we're going to change the world and become profitable and make everybody money and fix lives and and and, and everything. And to cue violin and and swelling music. Exactly. That's exactly it. And there's there's a lot of details that goes into each one of these acts, which I go into in the book. I like literally lay out the entire structure, take people step by step on how to do this themselves. So in a way, I see this as what Lean Startup did for um, MVPs and getting out there and getting your, your, you know, talking to people and, and completely transformed and turned startups into more agile. This is what it's going to do for pitch decks. Again, that's my vision. This should be, and, we'll, and Tim Draper, who wrote the foreword, said that it's the new Bible for for startup founders, and it's it's exciting to hear that. So I really hope that more people can use it and improve their pitches. That's really my hope. I love it. Well, Donna, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you, and where can they pick up their copy of Sticking to My Story, The Alchemy of Storytelling for Startups? Well, the book is launching on February 23rd. And for the first 24 hours, shh, don't tell anyone, just for your listeners, uh, it's going to be half price. So you can grab it on Amazon. Um, you can look me up. You can look it up. Also, my website, stickingtomystory.com or donnagriffith.com. T at the end, no H, no S, no N as we're talking about. So you'll you probably have those in the show notes and and y'all can check me out there. Uh, and please do mention George G's podcast if you are in need of any of my services. Automatic discount to anyone who came through this podcast. Awesome. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Donna your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Pick up your copy of Sticking to My Story, The Alchemy of Storytelling for Startups. Half price beginning on the 23rd of February. So tomorrow and um, go to sticking to my or Donna Griffith, G R I F F I T 
Facebook.com and immerse yourself in the world of all things Donna Griffith and learn how to better get your point across and get your story across to have the impact that you desire. Thanks again, Donna. Thanks, George. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.